This episode is brought to you by Stash Blend. I've been using Stash Blend for over a year now and it's awesome. One of the things that I really like is that it saves me money. It's a whole bunch of different inputs in one. So I no longer have to go out there and buy a silica bottle, then a separate seaweed bottle, beneficial bacteria, then a separate one for mycorrhizal fungi. All of that plus more is in this one blend. Go to stashblend.com to learn more about it. And I also have a link down in the YouTube description section below. This episode is brought to you by AC Infinity. The Ion Beam Kit is AC Infinity's full-spectrum LED bar lighting. This kit includes a lighting controller, four LED grow light bars, and four steel bars that allow for flexible mounting on any part of the grow tent. Its unibody housing and aluminum board feature full-spectrum Samsung LM301H white LEDs. And the beauty of it is, you can integrate this with all the AC Infinity products in your garden. And if for some reason you don't already have the Controller 6.9 Pro, well, this kit includes an innovative controller that features four brightness intensity levels and four daily timer settings. This LED is not only efficient, but very affordable. Especially when using that discount code, the Stash 15 at checkout. Podcast, we are live and direct here with a special guest. Yeah, Shane from my group. Hey, guys. Person, Second time on the podcast, right? You've Great to be here in person. First in person. time in person. Nice. Thank you very Shane, much. thanks for making time for us today, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. So far, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. We just cracked the first one, so we'll see how much trouble this we get true. into, this you know? True. We actually had a, allegedly, first a uh, blunt in 28 years. This is just behind-the-scenes stuff, but... <laughs> It's uh, it's a it's a pleasure, man, to be able to hang out. But well, you know it. what I can say on top of that, actually, because uh, for years and years, I was telling you this this yesterday. Um, people used to think that I was stoned when I was doing my videos, you know, just the regular stuff that I do for YouTube. And uh, as I was saying to you, Chris, like you know, d- doing YouTube videos is enough going on. I really don't need to be stoned on top of that. So, <laughs> just the idea to me that I would even do that was just ridiculous. Um, particularly as the nerves and everything else with the early videos. But anyway, they insisted I was stoned all the time. This is the first time I actually am stoned. <laughs> oh, hey. So it's a big first oh, yeah. that I'm on YouTube stoned. I love oh, it. We're yeah, glad we nice. could do it. And yeah. uh, man, it yeah. was awesome. We f- we ran into you today at MJ BizCon MJ in Biz Vegas, Con, yeah, 2023. Yeah, we're yeah. selling it. MJ BizCon. This is your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been good to us. This is your first time. It's my first time. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. overwhelming, or yeah, it, it was. It was. It, to be honest, it has been. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. I have to say, um, I've never seen so many grow lights uh, in my life. Um, intimidating um, at first, but uh, in fairness, actually, I really enjoyed it. I got to meet a lot of companies. All cool. Uh, nobody seems to be particularly pissed off at me, which is good. Um, Not that they're willing to admit. Exactly. Yeah, nobody <laughs> said anything to my face, which is all that counts for me, really. Um and uh, yeah, it's been a really nice experience. Got to see Vegas a little bit as well. So and going partying tonight. What do you think? So of, what do you think of Vegas? I think it's it's very Vegas. Like I I had a, a, a no idea. Uh, I'd never been here before or anywhere like it. Um, but it's exactly what I expected it to yeah. be. It's yeah. kind of weird, you know. It's almost it's like I remember traveling to New York the first time I was in the States and I was like, this is exactly like it looks in the movies. It, it actually does look like this. Oh, so I would love to go to New York. Have yeah. you, bo- you boys been to New York? Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah I went there cool. for a funeral. It's cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would yes. love to go. It's one, somewhere we got to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, know what um, seems like. In fairness, though, I haven't seen much of Vegas. I, I, I got out. I, I did the main strip, um, went out for dinner, that kind of stuff, and then went down to the old Vegas or whatever you call it. Fremont, Fremont, yeah, down that area. But yeah, all the casino stuff, no interest. All the show stuff, no interest. 
So there's not a huge amount for me in that sense. It's just like go to the bars or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of missing the point, you know, with a lot of Vegas and that. I just... You like could say the same thing for us. Yeah. yeah the yeah. point of Vegas for us is, is Chris work. lives here and work. Yeah, we come uh, out here. And, and there is like, I feel like it's a nice center of the business side of this plant between California, the West Coast of, of the, the states. But I feel like the East Coast is definitely going to flourish soon with New uh-huh. York coming in. But uh-huh. for me, it's like everything's apples and oranges. I'm there, I've walked around MJ BizCon and there was nothing that I was, maybe a couple things, but nothing that was like, whoa, <gasps> that's next level. Yeah. Innovate. And, and I don't know if we're in a stagnant state. We're kind of talking about this, like a stagnant uh, development state where now oh, we're totally. just getting better cost efficiency. Like everything's becoming more efficient in the cost area. Yeah, with the lighting, like it's just, you know, there's um, is an efficiency in the current format, which is just simply LED bar lights using pretty much standard LEDs, white LEDs off the shelf, which are cheap, good value for money, and uh, sticking a driver on top and, hey, presto, you've got a light, you know. Um there's some stuff I've seen which is not necessarily pushing it, the technology much, but it's more the formats of the lights that you're getting. So nice packaging, the way things integrate together, flexibility with some of the systems, um, uh, variable spectrum is still going around and still being sold. I'm not sure a lot of people know what to do with it um, or what benefit actually gives. Um, Good marketing. That's it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like I, I it, it's like I've, when any, whenever anybody suggests it to me, I'd go, okay. So what, wh- you, you've got three channels. Uh, how, how are you going to adjust them? What are you going to do? And uh, you know, there's this far red putting plants to sleep and all that stuff. I know that's you know. So I've I, heard I, about a lot of this stuff. There's all these various. So, but if you take them aside, there are potential benefits. So. For example, um, with particular strains, you might find more advantageous to keep them shorter during the veg stage. Um, so it's more about a convenience, but getting the most out of the plant rather than any magical formula. So it changing the shape of the plant through different stages. So you might want to stretch it a bit in, in veg, for example. So it might be a really good idea to use loads of far red at the first stage. Stretch the fuck out of it. Don't use any blue, you know. Yeah, we gotta. If you have the channels and you're going to experiment with them and you're going to find out these little nuances um, or benefits that you can achieve by adjusting them, absolutely. But uh, to do that, you got to have some company who goes out there and proves this stuff. So, does A and B testing uses different light recipes, shows the plants as they're growing, shows the difference, and quantifies it at the end. And until I see that, it's all. A lot of companies aren't doing that. They're just. You well, know, and why wouldn't you? If you had, the, if you ha- if you developed the technology and you believed it, yep. the only way that you'd believe it is by having the evidence, and you'd have the evidence by testing it. And if you had the evidence, why wouldn't you share it with people? Right. Supporting data so is what. I just um, and I, I, I as I was saying to you, I spoke to this guy yesterday, and he was knowledgeable, or at least he had all the words necessary <laughs> <laughs> to convince me that he knew something about it. But um, as I was saying to you, he's showing me some charts they've done with different strains using different light recipes at different times. And there was this qualitative as- aspect. So it was the, uh, the amount of quality nugs versus Nerf, and you know, all these sort of various measures that they were delivering. 
But I looked at the spreadsheet. I couldn't really figure out the numbers. It all looked like because some stuff was going up and some stuff was going down, and it wasn't was clear, it clear like to me. Terpenes and cannabinoid numbers, or was it more like they didn't the go into that? No, it wasn't. No, plants. yeah, it's more the structure of the okay. plant. So it was how to squeeze better productivity. So you could be shortening cycle time. Got you could it. be improving the quality of the the nugs. So you know you've got better bud development all over the plant rather than really big to small, or you know various things like this. Um, and that's fine. Like if people have been developing this information and it's commercially proprietary information, you know they're not going to give it away on the online to us for nothing. So I understand them using that, but I'd also say that if it was really beneficial, you'd see commercial growers doing it all over the place. Could be because there's an obvious cost advantage, yeah, or at least there should be if it works. And I don't. I see small companies doing little bits of stuff with people, which. It's almost taboo. Like it's like it's not really. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I just. I, look. I've, I. I think there could be benefits. Definitely. I think there's manipulations that you can do to the plant that will improve either cycle time, yield, or quality. Um, but I just haven't seen any evidence of it. That's you know. Yeah, and that's the supporting evidence. I feel like is where the marketing really could come. But instead, it's just claims. And well, there's loads of weird stuff goes on. So still, like, you remember all the HPS LED stuff, right? So there's an argument about HPS versus LED. And to this day online, I'd say there's maybe two uh, growers that ever put any proper testing, tested grows up where they did large trials with a control or, you know, comparing one against the other with the same genetics, the same media, you know, all that sort of stuff. So proper test. Yeah. And I've only ever seen, like, that was LED versus HPS. That was a debate that went on for 10 years, and nobody ever fucking, and I'm, like, I'm you know, pointing some fingers at myself as well, but, like, we, as an industry, never actually demonstrated clearly what the benefit was. A lot of hearsay and a lot of opinion. Yeah. And I think that's the issue, is, like, you'll go to places and be like, well, you could tell it's HPS, bud. This was grown that way. It's just, yeah, you're not getting <laughs> this from LEDs. It's like, it's the same argument. Like, you could tell the organic, the terps. That's the difference. You could taste the organic. You taste the organic. You taste, it's like. It's like yeah. saying, do you taste the love in the sandwich I made? Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's <laughs> Because someone who puts a little more love in it is going to put mayo. You have to put you a love butter, in it. That is true. That's pepper, the love for most of us. Is or you're a, just going to get meat between <gasps> two dry pieces of bread. But that love, in my opinion, needs to have some actual evidence, not anecdotal Absolutely. evidence. And yep. then I need to say, well, th our love is we put extra. The, your protein's higher. We put more in there. Not <laughs> like, well, it's just my feelings that I've put into it because... That's not going to sell in this market. Well, we're in a much better state now where anecdotal evidence, opinion, doesn't dominate or is, is, is losing, losing, losing its grasp on the evidence that we have towards one, one these word. questions. What are they called? Foshi. Foshi. Fos. Fos. Fos, whatever they call it. Fos. <laughs> that's <laughs> my response oh, to that's that. Oh, one word yeah, response. Yeah, that's how I pronounced it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. I thought it was Foshi. Fos. Yeah. I thought, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all call it something. Fos Today I learned it's... Uh, Bavita? Bovita? Is that, I keep saying Bovita. Like Bovita. Michigan. Bovita. I guess it's Bovita. Bovita. Yeah, the guy. Meanwhile, yep. I'm over in, in Michigan. Anyway, I, like I, I don't Bovita. think we're completely done with unsubstantiated claims just no, yet. I, no, I think there's plenty dominates. of room in the market for it that. It still dominates <laughs> our daily lives, right? Yeah. The thing is, as long as they still continue to get sales, companies continue to be able to push these things out, and nobody sits there and says anything otherwise. With that, even when there's actual evidence, people will be like, don't care. Yeah, but you know what? There's a there's a so when it, it, the, my analogy for the um, the spectrum mixing and all that stuff is um, 
you know the t- the tablets that you get for you know washing dishes or clothes and it's a bit like or the toothpaste and you know the way it has those little coloured compartments and yeah, there's different coloured gel yeah. as if one of them yeah. just comes out <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. scrubs the this hard stuff here. off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the next one comes out and like scrapes it away and stuff yeah. it's, like it's all the same shit it's just dyed yeah they want you to but think this when you're going to buy those tablets which if we have the money and we're going to make sure our clothes are washed well we buy the ones that has the little coloredy pockets in it and you know pretend like they're going to do five different things <laughs> with the f- with sweat salt and 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 soap basically mixed together yeah. you know but um, with a gel base anyway. And that I just I in the, the light game, I feel, is we're just like, let's. what other bell and whistle can we put on it, here that it was, seems it was, real cute? It was one of the running themes, so I went around and obviously saw a lot of grow light manufacturers, and um, almost every single one, somewhere in my com- general conversation with them without me raising it, uh, brought up brought up Fosi and how much they hate them. <laughs> 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 and I thought, I just thought it was hilarious, because like, what, what, all it is, is envy uh about how ballsy they can be how much money they're throwing at it and market share and they're trying to grab yeah 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 and how big their fucking stand is and it's just sour grapes and my view is looking at them going just prove th- it th- th- well, uh, mine is just simple like there's loads of places that there's a lo- huge market to sell lights and they're going to take a certain type of people and that certain type of people is going to be attracted by a certain marketing campaigns and you know all that kind of stuff there's there's and uh, there's all the other sensible intelligent people <laughs> that, yeah, that are left over that we can appeal to you, you know it's like it's like a boobs exactly 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 there is a place <laughs> and that, that's where i like i try not to you want to spend twice as much for the same that everybody else is selling and feel good about Go it there. to brag to your friends. Go there. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is sometimes <laughs> I like I try to choose my words better because I don't want to be offensive. But some people feel better when they spend more, and it's like, hey, oh if yeah. you think that it makes it a better piece, yeah, yeah, good yeah. for you. Oh or yeah. there's other ways, but then it's like no matter what, unless you go and show them the piece, they want to see the end nug. Yeah, yeah. If they just saw one big fat cola, that I'm sold. Yeah, that's yeah. what it takes, and that's the thing. But again, an- the another an- analogy, a, a, a podcast guy I follow. Um, and it's sort of businessy, leadershipy kind of stuff. But uh, interest in psychology, in it, and one of them was a marketing guy, and uh, he was big into his coffee, right? This global expert in coffee. And the way he was explaining it was, he was saying, most. So you, you go into different coffee shops, and they had a selection, and you got your Starbucks, and you got your chains, and then you got these little boutiquey places, you know, that do really nice coffee, and they really careful to source it, you know, da da da. All their costs are higher. But they're afraid to charge more than Starbucks because, like, Starbucks sets the price for everywhere. And your man's going, it's crazy. Like, it's totally counterintuitive. They're doing all the work. They're providing a really nice personal service. They've got a much more nicer feel in their coffee shops. They're serving better coffee, but they're afraid to stick their head above and charge more because they'll think they'll, like, bad value or something. And it's a little bit like that in the industry where... In reverse thinking, if you charge more, people will think that the quality is higher. Yep. I mean, look at cars. Look, at Vehicles are a prime example. You'll yeah. have GMC and Chevy that have very, very, very similar look, <laughs> layout, parts. But somebody will feel like more of a baller if they're pulling up in that GMC, the Yukon, <laughs> and over the Tahoe. Maybe a little <laughs> bit more stunning. It's something about it. And I feel like that's a lot of it is perception and branding. You know, yeah, yeah. That it's yeah. 
and it, I can't knock somebody for that because I love branding. But when it comes to technology, and that's your that's your pitch, <laughs> pitch me with branding, pitch me with cool, pitch me with awesome. Don't pitch me with innovation if it's uh, not because I'm looking for it. I go around MJ BizCon being like, entertain me. Yeah. One year our entertainment was just lights that you could spray a bunch of water at. Put them in the shower. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 well, yeah, 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 yeah. That it, was interesting. It, well, another interesting one that that came up was the um, intracanopy lighting. So there's five or six of the big um, companies now are producing this intracanopy lighting. So got your regular lighting above, and the theory would be that the underside of the plant is underutilized. So if you, they've got these tube LED bars to kind of seal at each end, plastic, um, acrylic um, coating around them or, or uh, covering on them, and you hang them <coughs> or put them on little stands underneath the plants and running along underneath the canopy, the theory being that you're going to develop more growth down those areas of the plant. So that's the other one I saw. But again, like when I was speaking to the guys about the numbers and stuff, there wasn't a huge amount of data saying, you know, if you add another 25% of wattage to intercanopy, are you going to get 25% more growth? Pigeons and I have talked about this so many times. I've have you ever tried it? Oh, yeah. I've taken yeah. T5s back in the HBS yeah, days. That's not really doing exactly. it, though, because that, they're, they're not putting out anything. No, like but that's where it turned me off. This is my prime example of let me see the results, because I didn't see the results when I did it. So I'm like, screw it. I'll just remove, make them naked under there. And now yeah. I'm such a, uh, like a stickler with making sure that I have a flatter plant. And I try to do more of the trellising or scrogging to make it so I'm using as much as the plant. Yeah. That that under area, I'm not so worried. Like it's getting, everything's being hit. The light penetration is how I've trained the plant. Now I could see maybe in a commercial setting when you have naked plants with nothing underneath them. And it's like, why would you not? Yeah. Why would you, but why would you veg them that long? Yeah, and I think I think you the know? plant, you know, you have a the plant has a certain capacity to deliver um and I think that there's a limit to that capacity and if you look at what most growers are doing are probably top lighting at about 8 or 900 micromoles at best. And you know, all the theory is saying that um and testing so you have you do we do have some controlled tested information coming out of Bruce Bugby mm -hmm. and his studies. So he actually tells you pretty straightforwardly that the um, return rate, so your power intensity versus your yield is a straight line up to approaching about 1,500. And that's without elevated CO2. You know? So like, there's always been this theory. First, we were limited by HPS and the amount of heat it produced. So a 400 watt and a 4x4, four four, that was as much as you could put in there or, or you'd be tornado going through trying to get the heat out um and, and the radiated heat in particular but that that was only about 450 micromoles most the led companies now are selling at about 850 micromoles average now that's what they're delivering so a five or 600 watt and a four by four is now 800 mic 850 900 micromoles but i'm pretty sure you can go to 12 1300 which is an extra 25 or 30 percent more growth Still a straight line, and um, until you've gone past that point, what's the point of putting under canopy lightning? In? Yeah, because you're 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 not, you haven't maximized your initial delivery system. There's there's nowhere reason to go under canopy. State, yeah, you're just putting something down there where you're not quite sure 
it's restricting airflow. It's hitting this a lot of branches. And well, there's not a if, if you do leave a lot of leafage down there, you're opening yourself up to problems with airflow and everything. Um, and if you strip it, well, then what the fuck are you lighting? So, yeah, and um, I think well, that, the the big issue is this is that prime example of your, your dawn detergent with the little red thing in the center. Is it's it's sexy. It's just something else. It's, it's just something to play with exactly. and spend your money it's on. Innovative where yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah. that's that's a new accessory. Color. That is three colors. But like Fluence are selling them, you know? Well, and even like So our like our if I was talking to Fluence and I'm like them too. we use them for clones or or use that lower lighting that that versatile positioning lighting in my opinion for other unique scenarios. It's not mm. going to be front of my canopy. <laughs> that's more for me. So yeah. it's it's tough though because you tell it to somebody who then is have a very very good presentation in front of them and and paperwork that has graphics and things and it doesn't make sense to <gasps> deny because you're like well look at all this look at all this look at all this like it's well, I, went, I went with open ears for all that stuff so i listened to the pitches on the variable spectrum i listened to the pitches on the intercanopy lighting and i'll put it to you this way i'm not going to be producing those type of lights myself you know i wouldn't it just wouldn't be something that i could say works so i don't think i'd be able to sell it you know like it's just not well that's and it like seems like the industry i mean uh, kind of going back to people are it sounds like they're going towards yield i'm saying like really not talking much about the quality like how does i think though at the, at the at the intensity of the light and the, and the spectrum that's coming from your standard white led light these days as far as i can determine is delivering a healthy quality plant right, if the intensity right. is right that it, it, like there is this um, discussion over you know, quality, not as in potency now, but uh, um, in terms of taste and flavor of using UVB. So I was a bit skeptical about this at the start, but I ended up going over to um, a couple of facilities actually in the UK who were growing um, medicinally, so for CBD. And these are big, these are big, like we're talking acres of greenhousing. And they were testing narrow wave um, bands of UV, but it wasn't just even with uh, they were doing it with rosemary and herbs and all this other stuff they were doing for the supermarket. And uh, yeah, it does work in that sense, but also it's very strain dependent. How much for how you know at what time all this sort of stuff is still not really it's not optimized. It hasn't really been a again control tested. So for the average home grower, it's like. Would you say it's an overkill at that point? No, I don't think so. But like it, it, to anybody that I would sell it, and any at any time I've ever spoken to, I'd saying the results that they were getting. So these guys doing it for CBD now it's cannabinoids. It, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't matter that it was just a CBD variety because it was more for them about extraction of the oils, and they were looking for the um, so the uh, terpenes. Um, so they were just looking like any buttons that they could press that could deliver more oils and and therefore be higher value from an extraction point of view. Um, but they were getting 40% in some strains of some terpenes um, and little or nothing in others. So Interesting. Yeah, it was very strain dependent. Now what about like supplementing like far red? I mean, we actually had this conversation on my podcast. And I think we might have touched yeah. upon it on yeah. uh, from the stash. And I think one of the things you had mentioned that it sparked a lot of... Uh, it's like, I don't know if you saw that. A um, lot of controversy, adding we'll say. In additional far red yeah. beyond what's already in the grow light. Yeah. I think you had mentioned that it 
you know, for the average home girl, you're not going to really get much out of that. So there's there's two things to consider. There's one is the effect on the shape of the plant. So what, what effect will it have? Will it make it grow taller or shorter or more flowers or more leaves? And there are some plants that respond to a particular spectrum. And so for we know that, for example, a higher proportion of blue in the spectrum will result in shorter, more dense plants. Um, and far red is the opposite effect. So it um, uh, leads to stretching. So longer internodal distances does larger leaves as well, which is why I was saying earlier, you know, it, there is an argument that you could be using far red in early veg stage, um, promoting longer stems, larger leaves, and getting that canopy out, that solar panel out to, 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 to capture as much of the light as possible at an early stage. Now, the plant may be a little dangly and may not be as strong or whatever, but then you could turn up the blue, you know, and you could push it in a different direction from there. Um, but, you know, I think any of those things, what you're talking about is mostly degrees of difference. And like often with the plant size, for example, and getting the best out of the early, early one, I always say to people, grow more smaller plants and you'll fill that canopy quicker and you'll if, or, or get a sub tent and be growing seedlings and growing them three or four weeks old before you pop them in. Because the biggest waste I see with grow lighting is is the first four or five weeks, and somebody's putting this little seedling inside of four or four seedlings inside of four by four, which have the sum total area of about you know ten square inches yeah. in a, in a four foot by four foot space, and it's <laughs> like you're you're using five hundred watts to <laughs> yeah. to grow these two little tiny plants. Yep. God, I like see if those if, so if you look at all the time. Just my my, my my family point of view into horticulture and stuff. So my wife's into horticulture and my my mother is qualified and all this stuff. But the, I have some exposure to what people do in the commercial world in terms of market gardening and greenhouse growing and all that stuff. And like so they're all about production and just banging them out, you know. <laughs> and it's it's pot sizes, you know. you you start in little tiny little trays and they're doing them in this size because they have a limited space in their greenhouse and they're trying to produce as much so it takes extra work to transfer all these things into larger pots and do that but it's worthwhile because you're making you're maximizing the use of your space but that you know that idea of tweaking and twiddling with a spectrum when you're leaving these huge inefficiencies in your grow it's just like sort out the fucking really obvious basic stuff that's in front of you, get your environment right, you know, use a better medium, whatever the case may be, but there's, there's usually 10 other things you could do before you start something that you don't know whether it's going to work or not. So, you know, concentrate on the basics and, um, yeah, the rest, you know. Some of the best grows, and not necessarily the best smoke, but the best grows I've seen are the most simple the guys who are grabbing those kind of lights that we were just talking about, mm. that are, they don't even think, they just, doop, get it done. This yep. is what they say to do. They say, I got a transplant here. I start yep. with the, and they follow it. And do you know what? I've, I, I've stopped, as I was saying to you, I've got, I've got young kids now in the house. Um, well, they're older, and therefore I have to be good at home, so I can't grow at home, unfortunately. But um, when I did, I was the laziest fucking bastard. I spent the minimum amount of time in my garden, and I'm absolutely convinced the less time I spent in there, fuck, 
things, the better things went. This is where I get to contribute to the conversation. I don't do shit. But you know, you know, there's minimizing everything and you just, you know, you get a little production. It's a little production just, and part of being efficient is being efficient. You know, it's not around overthinking is so oh, easy so yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. when you go online and you, well, you dude, try when to you watch all of our videos and we get complicated in every video that's right people that's don't right. realize these that's are right. conversations Conversations and then I'm trying to jam into five minutes. Don't listen to us. Whatever you do, we're not saying go home and tweak your eye. Like we're we're saying, hey, these are these are someone comes to pigeons. Pigeons, my my leaves are curled, and I sit there. I'm like, well, brother, it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna go in there and go turn this up, turn that down, move this, put it on that, less this, water that, flush here, and then all of a sudden now he's got even more problems. You know, it's it's really easy to overthink things. It's just the inundation of information is is has become so prevalent that it's the smoking while gardening as well. I think is could be the yeah yeah. Honestly, always get your gardening done first, then smoke. Turn the music up. The amount of taps I left on. Yeah, you know, bowels well, I haven't closed little, and stuff. The little <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Come back two hours later, it's a swamp. When you go into the space of like where we're at now, and like a prime example would be our product right here. And, and I always use the analogies of like uh, jujitsu or martial arts, but like a lot of stuff can be really good if you have your white belt first, and then you get to your blue, and then you work your way to purple, brown, black. But instead, everybody wants to jump immediately to blue belt. And it's <laughs> like, slow down the basics done and watch you not even ever need to go to blue or anything you just feel very confident and comfortable where you're at you may yeah. find the genetics you like you're yielding what you yield and then the other stuff is when you're a hobbyist and you're like oh, this is cool what else can i do with the plant and how can i manipulate this more and that's when you get into some of these things about spectrum and dialing in the environment in another area even vpd i know people who have never heard that word ever they just know their humidity and temperature need to stay between x and you know yeah, yeah. and their plants are always great and they happen to be hitting the VPD every time. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, don't even know or care. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, they don't have sensors for dry back, but yet they know, I'm going to let my plant... There's some stuff like is, is 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 not intuitive that way, though, you know? That is true. Like, yeah. they're, they're and, and particularly, again, like, I sort of grew up where we literally grew vegetables in the garden and all that kind of stuff. And just, you, you, you soak up knowledge there. You don't realize you're doing it, but you just have a certain, you know, common sense about doing some things. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that I can tell that just have, you know, they're really, they're really, you know, fundamentally, yeah. It's just like right to the start, it's like birds and bees conversations with them, you know. It's like, so a man and a woman. But a lot of these people, they've never, ever had a plant in front of them besides, you know, herb that they're into. And it's like, well, tomato. And with them, with them, it's just like, you know what? Don't, just don't buy anything. Just get a seed. Get a pot, get some soil, seed in the pot, water the thing, don't kill it for a few weeks, and then maybe you can, be, and like you're saying yeah. with the white belt, then my, then my son, you can up. move on. Yeah. 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 Why am I doing this? Well, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, but sometimes yeah. your mind isn't there Before yet. Before you get your grow light controller and your... Yeah. Exactly. Your like AC work your unit. way here, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, get there. And then all of a sudden, everything you learn there will make you kill it because yeah. you're like, man, I'm already proficient in the basics of, of my discipline, so to speak. And now look at me. Like, I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to go to the next level. Yeah. And that's where I really think that growers can flourish. And going to events like the expo we're at is, is an eye-opener for a lot of people who are new when they go there and they see all this stuff. And then they, they get shiny object syndrome. 
and they go and buy the, the Dawn dish soap with the red centerpiece. And they're like, oh, oh, I need this new piece of technology. It's like, who do you know who's using it? What studies have you seen? Anything. anything. And they'll spend $1,400, $1,500. And meanwhile, in a year, every company has that diode. Right? Like, who doesn't have a Samsung 301B or 301H at this point? Yeah. Even random. Like, and it's good. Yeah, and yeah. The question is, how many of them do they have? There's not many. Usually people don't have them no, all the way So that's there. something I, 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 I'm... So... I got into trouble about this recently. Controversy. Um, bit of controversy, yeah. I like it. We need to. Uh, some some Instagram or YouTube people weren't happy with me because I was, uh, I think, being possibly dismissive about their favorite uh, Samsung diodes. Like, you know those sort of people? <laughs> They're really passionate about yeah. their Samsung diodes. They're like brand whores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> The, uh, do you know what's interesting about it? There's always an acid test question for me with these guys, right? So they'll post online. Um, I'll post something about some reasonably priced, good performing light, and they'll come. Oh, that's good, man. I only buy the best. I only get you know mint fucking Evo diodes or whatever the fuck it is, you know. And it's like, oh right, okay. So uh, what light do you actually have now at the moment, then? <laughs> yeah. And they never have Just the one <laughs> with the mint Evo diodes. Yeah. yeah. And they probably drive a second-hand car and, you know, have a whacked-out phone like the rest of us. <laughs> but for some reason on the online, the way they show their colors is to say that they only buy the best in LEDs. I don't... Insecurities. Yeah. Insecurities. Yeah, I swear, like... And then these companies... But, but what, 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 is, what is interesting <laughs> now, so like this... There's Mint Evo lights, for example, right? So they've tested. And they've got a few Mint Evo LEDs. But like maybe one twenty of them, maybe five percent of them are Mint Evo LEDs, so they're a Mint Evo light, and it's like really like a knockoff, you know. I think a lot. No, but it's just like you know, what's what's uh, what are they doing? Are well, you see these grow boxes that are getting real popular right now. The light they have in there is just a diode. Yeah. You notice that? Like that? The I'm going to give their names. Did you see? Actually, what was pretty cool. I did see one cool product. I think it might be cool. Is the Vivo Sun Glow Box? Dude, the like? V series, I know. And this is me fanboying. It's cool, doesn't it? Looks it looks sweet. It doesn't look cool. It really looks, it's innovative. It's something yeah, for, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I, man, it's weird. I've been saying, the if only you get this thing, in a larger container. The only thing I couldn't figure, so I was looking, to, oh, obviously it's got the, the light at the top. It's got the charcoal filter. It's got the, um, it's circulating the air up and down to the Well, then like the, the, the misting and then it's got the irrigation system. So, like yeah, but with the irrigation system, that's where, that's where, like I was looking at the size of, the first of all, it's done by wicking. So you put a reservoir in the bottom and it's got a couple of wicks coming out of the reservoir kind of overlapping and then you sit a um, uh, fabric pot on top of it. So it's just wicking up and like, I don't know if that works actually. You got to have roots all the way to the bottom. I can only do it in flower. Yeah. Like I use the AC Infinity wick system. I have to be so all the so way in flower. So capillary action, right? The 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 wick string or whatever is going to draw that liquid up. Oh yeah, it's going to yeah. meet the sack. But then, is it the sack that's bringing the liquid up, or is it actually the soil that sucks it up? It seems like or the, the sack combination br- the of sack both brings it up. But if the roots are touching the base enough, then the roots will absorb it too. So it's like a uh, third yeah. base system. But I've done it in veg. And it does nothing because my my plant hasn't grown to the base of that fabric pot yet. Well, I, I do it if I in um, DWC. So just when I'm putting the seedlings in, I usually wick down. So whatever the you know it could be in rock wool or whatever, yeah. and I'll just wick direct it. wick to yeah. it though. And so that's yeah. the thing with just the fabric to make sure pot that the cube doesn't dry out at all. You know, 
that's where I like to hand water too. Like with the AC Infinity ones, I'll hand water every so often too. But I use stash puns, so I'll hand water once a week. But then it's like with the wicks, I look at it as just flour. So sorry, you're using an AC Infinity wick system? Yeah. So it's like the, oh, so the they're doing pot. it already? Well, they've got a, uh, these. Basically, they're like pot holders for like your pots. But then it's a extra little reservoir in there, and then they have a wicks is like wicks that are going through, and they can water your plants. For me. So it's like a backup days. system, more yeah, or less. It yeah, really yeah, is more like a backup system because yeah. I, I still have to water like once a week. But and what about when it, when the plant gets really big now and there's a lot of foliage and stuff? Does it still keep up? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, it does. Okay. Well, that's also too. In organic soil, will be different. So I'm in organic soil, so I still have to make sure that I'm moist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm still doing my weekly watering, but then somebody who's in like let's say cocoa, maybe <laughs> who can deal with a little, a little bit more. They could probably go further. With letting the dry back go a little more than I, I am. I had a hard time with mine. Yeah. Because I was growing, like, I was growing monsters. With a wick system. Yeah, just because I was growing such and large two big plants. beasts in a place. Yeah, yeah like large, monster large big plants. plants. Well, it's, it's so going it to it's limi- it's be limited by the capacity of the, oh, s- the string sure. to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And, but, you know, I with if you're keeping yourself moderate-sized plants, this is the way, that's the way to go. Like, it works a, quite a, well. It's a, 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 speaking of lazy methods, I probably, yeah. Yeah, that's if I was growing again, <laughs> it's it ends perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And I was never interested in yield, you know. I just, I, I was just quite happy just whatever came out, came out the other end. I feel so. like that's how the majority of us get, until <laughs> unless we're trying to challenge ourselves. Or if you smoke yeah. like I do. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, no, <laughs> I just want a, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Logistically reason. It is logistics. <laughs> is, there's <laughs> math behind this. <laughs> 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 nothing personal. You know. Yeah. yeah. It, I think they're, they're, there's... Shifts in the market that are taking old school things and bringing it back, but just I'm I'm feeling stagnant in terms of stuff. It's like, oh, cool, uh, another <laughs> and, Phototron. And, and, and let me really ask wrong. you guys, just for, for my own information, so if I do go back to, uh, I'm, I'm hoping as my kids get, to, so it's like this window where they're now teenagers and I have to be like, moral authority yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you once they get beyond the teens and they're adults i can like, fuck that i'll do whatever i want but um if i was going back to growing because I, I i switched over to auto flowers oh yeah so it's back to this pragmatic pragmatism you know um i would grow over the winter only just let me free in the summer go in holidays all that stuff and plus i was growing in the attic so it used to get really hot in the summer um but i found autos Again, I would just be getting a little four by two going, and I would be getting like four plants through there. In now, this would be three or four week old seedlings, but in like maybe eight weeks, you know. So I get I get two runs done <coughs> over the winter. That was me. I like twelve jars. I'm done for the year. Oh, that's not bad at all. But it was with autos, and I I again, it's one of those things when I'm talking to customers and they're new. Um, I try to push them. You know, if they're just setting up and stuff and they're looking for advice, I try to push them towards autos. He's the polar opposite. You hate autos, do you? Well, it's no, I, it's funny. I, 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 it's not that I don't hate autos. I just think that's where good genetics go to die. Okay. But, but, okay, when, yeah. I, but when I tell but you, people... But you know, that there's a... But, uh, one thing I just want to admit is I, I tell people that autos are great for beginners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Plant it and forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water it. Yeah, don't yeah. train it. Don't yeah. worry about the but light. But the other thing about it as well is, like, if you're going to fuck up, you can fuck up much quicker. So yeah, if you're and then to- you could have a catastrophe, it, you get into flower with all these issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it takes a couple of things out of the equation yeah. in terms of, and, and it's all, but it's quicker, right? So, like, let's say it takes you five or six cycles to sort of just dial everything in and get, you know, even understanding differences in winter and 
somewhere in your setup and stuff. You can you can have five or six cycles done in a year with autos. Yeah, especially so you're, if you're learning. There's there's a ton of benefits, well, especially like if the you speed that you're learning at. And with you know? no room, if you're living in an apartment yeah, yeah, in New yeah, York, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you don't have one perpetual space. Yeah, yeah. You just throw the production in goes that, way up. That to me is the number one productivity reason to go to is way up. And that's well, one where tent, those one light, yeah. you want a thousand dollars. But but in terms of the quality of the smoke, right? Is is it that significant? There's no difference. Yeah, I've never. What, what's but what do you when you say about genetics go to die and stuff? What, what, what are you saying? You can't clone it. You can't clone them. You can't yeah. clone it, and that's so. So I just feel yeah. like you do all this work. But again, right? You know, th- I I would have this discussion with people, and I'd say, so in terms of the total cost of my run, a lot of it is to do with time. I, I just want to get it over and done with, put the thing down, and I'm done for the year. And if I have to, I'm only growing four plants. So I used to grow six. Uh, one thing I did find with autos is that there was always runts in the litter. So yeah, I, I always over, you know, uh, germinated. So I'd I'd I'd, I'd cull them after week three or four because there'd be always two lagging behind at five or six. Yeah, you have one. That so in that way, the they were like unstable <laughs> or you know I don't know maybe that's bad genetics or but it was always seemed to happen with with any seeds that I tried. Auto ones, the runs, yeah. just having runs, just having a yeah. five or six. I'm going to honestly, I this is my personal experience, and uh, and I, there is no difference. Yeah, between an auto flowering, uh, I haven't had uh, any killer smoke auto flowers yet. They've all been really I've mild I've and had average. Some, I've had some. I've had some yeah. good smoke. I've had some, and I, I've grown my own. Like, eh, like this, stuff, this stuff here an that we just smoked was, mo- was an auto. It was an auto. It was a great smoke. It was wonderful. I had no complaints about it at all. I literally, yeah. I've never had a difference between the smoke and the grow. Uh, the difference is that one light one light cycles at <laughs> twelve and twelve, and one doesn't. Well, yeah. and the, yeah. the simplicity too for some people of the fact that they don't have to choose when you're going to flip it, and they're like, "How long do I veg for? How long? <laughs> what do I do?" Like, I could see using one of those grow boxes and just auto flowers and cranking them. Oh, out. but oh, there's, there's well. another. Yeah. There's another. Well, this is an un- other interesting. And so this is where cranking uh, comes into effect. So sorry, if you're what? Think cracking? Crank- cranking? Cranking? Oh, like cranking! Like them getting out. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So open your production. So remember we were speaking earlier about you know in so what we were when we were talking about eight or nine hundred power being kind of what people are using these days, most of that is for twelve hour cycle. Yeah, so that true. DLI is about I think it's thirty two DLI or something, and but if you go to autos, you're doing that for most people are doing about twenty hours, like twenty to twenty four even for somebody. Yeah, the, the, 18, the, the, there's eighteen six is like the. General. I asked actually Bruce Bugby. I asked this question about auto flowers, and I asked him. Do they require sleep at night? You know, do they require this no. off period in oh. order? And he says, well, he says they they they, they do. do. Yeah, they well, do. plants generally. General? He couldn't know. He he was quite um, conditional about what he said. He said he haven't studied this, so he couldn't say for cannabis plants. Right. I'm not. W- I'm not going to be one to argue, Mr. Bruce. Dr. No, no, no. But, but he I, he, I he was saying. He, first of all, he said he didn't know. Okay. okay so, okay. but he said he doesn't know for autoflowers, but he does know. For most plants, that there are processes there that are. occur within the plant at yes. night time. That's right. And therefore, for a healthy plant that you should There's have. There is but I know plenty of people that run autos 24. Them, so yeah, I've seen beautiful you know, uh, uh, Yeah, <laughs> I, I've run veg plants yeah, all so 24. W- normally, what I say to people is just go 20 hours, and it's like... Pff, well, it's I, when I used to run the 24 hours non-stop, oh. the thing is, that that's that's it. Why yeah. would I run 24 for hours what? when I can take a six-hour break? This goes 18? back to our... Well, this is GLI, though. This is GLI, though. So... The argument for me would not be about the sleep cycle then. So say the plant, the health of the plant isn't um, d- 
uh, doesn't uh, isn't affected by running continuously. Yeah. The next argument is: Are you just wasting electricity? Right. And so that's so right. Under, are, under are you are you have you topped? Is that plant just maxed out in terms of it being able to photosynthesize to the level that you're asking it to, with the power intensity being that high over that duration? So if you do 900 D, um, DLI, or sorry, 900 micromoles, um, you're now up to 64 DLI. So you've jumped from 32 DLI to 64. And like we were speaking about earlier on, that line of where the plant is still productive in any given day, given the amount, you know, it falls off. Yeah. So That's for me, it's, like it's more a case of if you're running at eight or 900, you should probably not have your lights on all day because you're probably wasting about... Right. It's more a quarter waste. of that light is just not doing anything. An efficiency. And this yeah. is the argument I feel like we're you're talking about the underlighting is like, yeah... You sure, can. you are. But why? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot. Of, uh, I used to see that argument with. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say the name brands, but with like the sweeteners. Oh we'll say the <laughs> Bud Candies. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The ones I'm like, why? Well, I, uh, I already so have the nutrition. It's already in my regimen. I don't need to add this in. Well, it'll make it more trichome sweeter. You, need to, you want purple Bigger, faster buds. You want, what was oh, the one man. that everybody used to get from Humble something? It was the. Frost? No, it wasn't frost. Oh my god, everybody got it. Can't even remember. You used it had like, it, didn't you? yeah, it had like a little like a uh, caveman on the cover of it, dude. Like you had to have that if you wanted trichomes. Yeah. That was the argument, uh, like, hmm. and everybody sure. stopped using. Gosh, I got remember. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like <laughs> a lot of these things. It's they make it so it's this plant specific. They'll add a ton of water to it, and they have good marketing. And there's no science behind it behind uh, besides nope. the basics. And they're like, oh. That's that anecdotal just Or like up. heavy paid willow water. Now the willow water you're buying has a name brand on it and it's some magic snake oil. It's like, it's willow water. Oh, but now it's magic. Influence, baby. You know? Influence, Influence and marketing, man. Yeah. And that's the part that sickens me with uh, the new side that I'm glad that, you know, content creators like us are out there that'll just say stuff sometimes and piss people Look, off. I, I was talking like, to a lady the other night on the strip about crystals, okay? So... I'm she saying. was into her crystals, and uh, you know, I was just, I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't being cynical, but I was gently prodding and poking to see, you know, <laughs> to what extent she believed in crystals, you know, yeah, and what like it actually did for the crazy things. And uh, well, like you know, people believe in crystals. They'll believe if they feel it, and they believe anything. In it, they'll believe in hey, fucking. You know, I'm anything. almost envious of people that can go that deep into things like that because it's like, man, <laughs> and, I, and I, think I it changed their everything. Yeah, you're willing <laughs> to go so no far offense. out. No listening. Uh, you um, belief systems, belief systems. Man, I, I, Shane, we could sit here and. We could we chat, have food, and though. chat and yeah, chat and chat. We got, we got food, food on the way. We got food yes. and on the way. The food's yes. over there. And it's, it's there. right there. But Shane, right. honestly, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, your week, to come and talk to us. We, we, we hung out Burning quite one. a bit today. And man, it was so fun to get to know you. Good. You're an awesome dude. You're a gem to this community when it comes to knowledge, information in a good quality format. And keeping it real. And, and keeping it real. And, and honestly, for those that think, like, uh, this is the same guy. He's cooler He's even in cooler. person. Than he is it, on his video. Him and Chris it's have so a similar formal. thing. Him and Chris very similar. It's, fe- it's feeling like cooler. entrapment now. Some. He's not leaving. The door is open. He's not leaving. I gotta go somewhere, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we already know you guys are following Shane on My Grow over on YouTube. You're on the Insties too, hey? Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. Sorry. And yeah, tell the people where they can find yeah, you. Can I'm TikToking, yeah. I'm getting down to kids. So is it just My Grow? M I G R O, yeah. On all of them. Uh, on all of them. I've cornered Fantastic. the Migro 
perfect. Yeah, yeah, look you yeah, I'm Rob the pigeon CLTV, CLTV. Rob yeah. underscore CLTV. Although everybody calls Just me Rob. Negro, so CLTV. it hasn't worked Negro. out totally. <laughs> <laughs> there are downsides. Oh, man, that's it. Shane, thank yeah. you so much, bro. This was a hell of an episode. Thank, thank you, you guys much. for tuning in. Uh, Mr. Grow at RLB, Shane from My Grow Pigeons. Have yourselves a great day. And wink on the ones and twos. And wink on the ones and twos. Take care, guys. Take care.